0: Welcome to the One Meal, One Workout Podcast, your new approach to food and fitness, brought to you by Element Opie Productions, elementopie.com. And now, here are your hosts, Aaron Butler, Don Sullivan, and Mark Cockwell.
1: Hey, hello everybody. Welcome to episode 70-something. 70 um, yeah, 76, yeah. They know because they, know they downloaded it, probably. Um, of uh, one meal won't work out. Te- te- uh, temporarily titled "Wings and Things," but um, that's not going to be the final title. That's just a <laughs> temporary title. Um, uh, I've got a, 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 some kind of some couple of updates, and then a very interesting article that we're going to discuss today is our show topic. And I don't want to—I don't want to spoil it because it's an interesting topic, interesting show topic title thing. It's probably going to be a short show, and that's okay. Um, it's, it's been a long week. It's Tuesday. It's already been a long week. Um, but anyway, with me are my guest hosts. No, they're not my guest hosts. Why am I? My best hosts. Ooh. <laughs> Mark Cockrell and Don Sullivan. Hello, gentlemen. Hello, Aaron.
2: Hello. Hello.
1: So today, uh, I went to the optometrist and had my eyes checked, and they have gotten one degree worse in the last four years which apparently is not much. I don't know how many degrees there are. There's seven degrees. There's six degrees of Kevin Bacon. I'm not sure how many degrees of eyeball there are, but uh, he basically he, he, he notched my prescription up by one little tiny tick. Uh,
0: <coughs>
1: so I just It's good because you don't want th- it
0: to be a big fat tick. A tiny yeah, tick not is a definitely... Big, yeah, a
1: nice big bloody grooves tick. No, we don't want that. So I just went online... They don't pay us to say this. We're not sponsored by them, but I recommend them. Zenni Optical. Just ordered two pairs, two pair of glasses. I bought some that look very similar to this. Couldn't find this exact model, but I bought some that look very similar. If you're watching the live stream, you see that when I'm showing you, if you're not watching the live stream, you're imagining a pair of black rectangular frame glasses. Uh, This time I got the fancy, almost the most fancy coating Anti-glare, anti-oil, anti-dirt coating. Extra $14. And I uh, and also bought a pair of sports glasses that have little holes in the arm, in the earpieces to put a string on them if you want to hang them around your neck. They got kind of the lens that floats off from the frame. Um, I was going to get some transition lenses, and then I decided, you know what? I either run at night or during the day. I don't run in and out of my house.
0: <laughs> I had transition lenses, and they work everywhere, but in the car. And pretty much the only time I was ever outside in the sun was in the car.
1: Right. Yeah. So I, I decided I would save that that money. Um, but here's the thing: this is what this is what I'm saying. For those of you out there, this is your tip of the week from One Meal One Workout. If you wear glasses, don't ever buy them again from your optometrist or ophthalmologist. I'm sorry; those guys do a great job checking your vision for you, but they do a horrible job selling you glasses uh Zeni optical has hundreds of different um what's the word i'm looking for styles of all different types basically you just need your prescription from your optometrist they don't give you your pupillary distance which is the distance between your two pupils get somebody with a ruler to measure it in millimeters and that's all you need to order your glasses and you know and and, and uh in a credit card and a mailing address and computer so other than that that's all you need <laughs> this lamp in this remote lamp and this, this, you know, this, this paddleboard so today um i asked the lady at the at the place before i left i said so you know can you give me a range on the glasses she's like no i can't give you a range on the glasses." so, so no i mean like what's the cheapest to most expensive she said yeah three four six I, uh, 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 she's like she was panicking you know it was like asking the used car selling what his lowest price is right off the bat and i said well for example these right here i kind of like the look of these and she said well, those frames are $160 and then the lenses will be about 140 since you got single vision so they're cheap. Uh, so that's $300 and then if you want the non-reflective coating like you have on your current glasses that's $110. So that's 400 that's $410, but it's buy one get one right now. So that's, you know, that's $205 for a pair. Very reasonable. So today my order and with the fancy expensive uh, anti-glare, anti-oil, anti-dirt <coughs> coating from Zenni Optical, a pair of of their high-end sports glasses and another pair similar to these, actually the ones I bought today cost twice as much as these that I'm wearing, my total bill was $86 with shipping. So even if they're cheaper and they break, you can afford to buy six pair for every pair you buy at the optometrist. And then you can leave a pair in your car, you can leave a pair on top of your refrigerator, you can put a pair in your bag that you travel overnight with, you can put a pair by the refrigerator, or you put one there. So you have you, you might even need two pairs there. I was going to say, I recliner. pairs of
2: glasses.
1: Yeah. So what I did last time I bought glasses is I bought three pair of glasses in case I lost one or broke one or whatever. Um, it's cheaper than insurance, and uh, it's a great deal. So I got my eye exam today for $45, I had the glaucoma test for $12. And, is that the technical uh, so, term, Aaron? <laughs> my glaucoma test? Yes. So for $57, I had my eye checked. I ordered two pair of glasses for 86 bucks. So for less than $150, bucks, i am done with my eyeglasses for the next three or four years again. Zenni Optical, Z-E-N-N-I Optical.com. And that's the end of the commercial. That was a Leo Laporte-level commercial right there.
2: <laughs> no, you're about no, no, no. nine I, and a half I, minutes I, short. I've got to yeah. add something because really seriously, as, a, as somebody that has glasses that has really bad vision, one of my biggest fears in life for I didn't realize how bad it was, but for decades was losing my glasses or my glasses getting damaged somehow. And I was not at home where I could get to my contacts or my backup glasses from the seventh grade, you know, because that's how expensive <laughs> glasses are. You have to keep them forever. These are going to be and, my backup glasses now. Yeah. It, well, it actually happened at one point. I um, was at the beach. And I was living in Atlanta at the time when I was in Florida. So I was like seven hours from my backup seventh grade glasses and my contacts and, um, foolishly got in the water with a child. I didn't want to take my glasses off because I had somebody's child and, um, I was like, we won't go that far.
1: You afraid you wouldn't be able to see them?
2: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I didn't want them to like get away from me or something. I couldn't find them because if I take my glasses off, I can't see any further than I can reach my arms. And that's wow. not even clear vision. That's just, I can tell what shapes look like. Oh. And um, sure enough, we got out about waist deep, and um, we were going back in, and the wave just came up, smacked me in the back of the head, knocked my glasses off. And um, long story Once they're short, off,
1: you can't find them because you can't see.
2: Yeah, my friends had to drive me five hours back to Atlanta from where we were staying, and then drive five hours back the same day because they had to be back at work the next day. Wow. So luckily, I have great friends, um, but I could have really been in trouble.
1: So, do you keep a spare set in the car now?
2: Uh, I keep a set on my face. I keep my prescription sunglasses, which are really nice to have. And I, I'd never had them in my life before because, man, glasses are expensive $25. And then I keep a set um, at the house. And then all I right. keep a pair of contacts in the car all the time.
1: Yeah. So, there you go, guys. Zeni Optical. Check it out. That was free. So on the ongoing saga, uh, like let me, before we get to my ongoing saga, how are your guys' sagas this week? How's it going? Mark? Don? Anything exciting going on? Any, any news? Any fun things happening?
2: For those on the live stream, we have rearranged this big useless room. Oh, you have? Yeah.
1: So you're uh, over by the dining room now. That's a bed. No, but you're by the dining room, aren't you?
2: Other side. This is where the bed used to be.
0: Ah. Did you always broadcast from your bedroom?
2: You didn't, did you? This is a 22 by 22 foot room. This is the <laughs> guest bedroom, library, office, um, sitting area, and... Ballroom. Room. Yes.
1: <laughs> Grind ballroom.
2: There's a large open space for calisthenics.
0: Well, that's nice. good. That's that's good for being healthy and stuff. Yeah. I uh, my only thing is you know it's just a programming note. Uh, I'm experiencing my first hint of Georgia pollen, and uh, I've I've had an on again off again battle with allergies since about the time I hit thirty, um, and. Dallas, the Dallas area in Texas is known for uh, being incredibly um, rife with allergens. In fact, I, I heard a statistic once that uh, Dallas County has more allergists per capita than any other county in the country. Um, but here, it's a whole new different strain, a whole uh, different mix of allergens so i've been doing a lot of coughing and hacking and sniffing and wheezing the last couple of weeks so if i disappear momentarily or you hear strange blowing noises uh, there's a reason for that
1: (laughs) yeah if you if you hear strange blowing noises you never know what's going on well let's just look mark i'm I'm going to the pollen almanac for dallas texas Uh, i can't go back far enough i was going to try to go back and do a comparison between uh so yeah i I, I thought it'd be nice to hear get a pollen count comparison between atlanta because you know last year mark we had the record pollen count of like ever in the history of worlds here in atlanta i don't remember what the count was it was some crazy number like normally it's i don't know you know 800 it was like thirty-seven thousand. right (laughs) and everything was coated in yellow and it was not fun but anyway um well, yeah, hopefully you'll you'll adapt and overcome. So for me, now now we're to the ongoing saga. My ongoing saga of my marathon training. So I had my, supposed to have my 20-mile run this Saturday. Did we totally lose Don or just the video?
2: No, Don's around. He's, yeah, okay. just the video. All right. My so, connection is being difficult.
1: Gotcha. So I was supposed to do my 20-mile run on Saturday, so I went out brave and bold, ready to do my 20-mile run. You know, I've had some right leg IT band issues, left leg runner's knee, got the IT band worked out, then got the runner's knee, got the runner's knee worked out, and then the IT band kind of came back. Um, so I went out, started strong, and about eight and a half miles into it, my left knee decided to join its right knee in the IT band solidarity. And uh, I don't know whether I stepped wrong or climbed a really steep hill or what, but it was it was pretty painful. So what I, what I've really come down to is this. At the age I am, the previous injuries that i have and the weight that i am i can't train fully up to the the level the schedule that that their training program i was trying to use required so basically what it comes down to is this guys i can do one long run <laughs> right <laughs> and then i have to recover yeah. for about three or four or five days we don't um, most
0: people don't train for their first marathon at forty four years old, after having weighed four hundred pounds, so
1: that's true. You, you're the I, atypical. I am. I'm I'm on the far right of the bell curve for the far left. Uh, so I this is how I'm approaching it. And I, I've I've consulted my marathon trainer person, which is Molly Riley, who uh, has run multiple marathons, and, and kind of told her the whole situation. And she said, "All right, you're Aaron. You're to your taper. So those of you that don't know this, the method that I'm doing, you, you run up to week thirteen. You do twenty miles. Week fourteen and fifteen. You do what they call the taper, and you back back off to eight or nine miles. And then, uh, and then you run the marathon the next week. So um, you're coming up on your taper, she said. Your body should recover because you'll be doing the mileage that you're more like what you're used to. You should see yourself recover quickly over the next couple of weeks. And assuming you're pain-free on the day of the race, go for it. If you have to walk half of it, you have to walk half of it. And so that's what I'm doing. I'm prayerfully going at this one day at a time. Um, i'm hoping praying that over the next two weeks uh two and a half weeks my knees will recover and get you know strengthen back up and then come sunday march 17th saint patrick's day i'll hit that marathon and just give it everything i got and if i have to walk the last 10 miles of it it takes me eight hours to do it so be it that being said I went to sit down in my recliner a few minutes ago and was kind of dodging my son as I sat because he was sitting with me at the same time and twisted my right knee. <laughs> nice. I was like, great. I was grabbing it, and I was like, what happened? And I was like, I just stepped wrong and had my weight on one leg, and so it kind of tweaked it a little bit, so I'm, I'm hoping by tomorrow night when I get ready to go run that it, uh, it's recovered from that. But that's, uh, that's just part of it. you know. I've lost 150 pounds, but I'm still fairly heavy, all things considered. And so uh, it is what it is. I'm going to just proceed ahead like I know what I'm doing.
0: So have you made arrangements to meet – I've blanked on his Roger. name. Roger. Roger, who started this whole thing. Have you com- yeah. communicated with him at all? We
1: we have talked, and we haven't we haven't finalized like a time or date. You actually have to pick your number up at the expo. There's an expo Friday evening and most of the day Saturday. So I'm going to get with him next week find out when he's coming in and try to actually meet him at the expo. Figure that'll be the, the, instead of trying to meet him race day.
0: Yeah, clearly you're not going to run with him.
1: No. You know, you could meet him. I could run with him him. for the first 300, 400 yards. Right. (laughs) He's trying to break four hours. I'm trying to break eight hours. Uh, I need a little head start, Roger. Like, I need to leave at four in the morning. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So we can finish together. Uh, You know, as long as I can keep a 15-minute pace, which I should be able to do that, no problem. Uh, Assuming, like I said, assuming my knees hold together. I'll be okay. If I'm not at a 15-minute pace at mile seven, if my knee goes out, quote-unquote, at mile six, I'm going to end up doing the half marathon because they will not let you continue um, at at the seven at the 15-minute mile pace at the seventh mile. So once 15 times seven elapses, whatever that is, 105 minutes. Once 105 minutes have, have elapsed, they shut down the marathon race, and everybody that hasn't cro- gone to that point yet has to go down the half marathon. So I've got to make that mark. Uh and it shouldn't be a problem, but we'll see.
0: So do they see how it goes? do they physically put up a barrier at that I point? I believe
1: so. I believe they they close the route and make everybody go. I mean, I, I don't think they would physically stop you. Um but they're going to be they're already going to be behind you at that point. They're going to be picking the cones up and opening the streets behind you. Right. You know, you'd have to get up on the sidewalk and just walk it yourself. But you always run you always run the the risk of a uh, at of, of that point, not knowing the route and getting right. lost. I had a couple of friends who ran the, the peach tree road race and they thought it ended kind of near the start. So they got done and they decided they were going to walk back to the starting line. It, it doesn't, it ends about six and a half miles away from the starting line. <laughs> so yes. after they'd walked like eight more miles cause they were lost. Somebody saw them and said, uh, Hey, Sally and Susie, are you, uh, what are y'all doing? We're trying to get back to the start. <laughs> lost in downtown Atlanta just walking down the street still in their running gear from that morning uh, anyway yeah, I'm hoping that won't happen I'm going gonna, I'm gonna mem- to memorize the route I, I'm, I'm sincer- sincerely going to try to um, but anyway so that's, that's my marathon thing so last thing I'm going to say about the marathon actually two things if you go to elementop.com upper right hand corner you can click on a button or type in your number and you can leave a voicemail for the Element OP network any show you'd like And I'm, I'm being selfish and asking for our listeners out there to go to elementopi.com and leave me specifically a voicemail that then Mark will take and mix into my run mix. So what Mark's going to do, he's going to make me a mix, uh, a playlist for for lack of a better word, for me to listen to while I'm running at the marathon. And he's going to include your voicemails, hopefully as words of encouragement. Don't call in and say, you'll never make it. (laughs) Actually do that. I would laugh. It would be funny. Uh, that's what I'm looking for. Some words of encouragement to, to get me through those last 23 miles. <laughs> my,
0: my friend Kevin, who ran the Oklahoma City Marathon a couple of times, said there's this guy uh, at one point who put like four big uh, um, vibrating lounge chairs out by the street with the signs up saying, Give up. Just quit. Just have a seat. It's so comfortable here. I've got beer and pizza. And, you know, it wasn't meant to be demoralizing. It was meant to be encouraging in a funny way. And, and it said it right. really worked. People laughed at it and they went by and hit a megaphone right. saying, Just sit down. It's not worth it. And That's everybody funny. laughed as they ran by.
1: Yeah, if you Google best uh best marathon signs, there's some funny ones out there. Run like you have to pee, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> there's a bunch of good ones. Uh yeah, so that that would be great if you could do that. The second way you could help me, and this is the last week I'm gonna I'm gonna give a plea for this. This will come out on Friday. Um, march 1st and uh very shortly after that i'll have to close the t-shirt option you can still donate money but um as of monday a week from a week uh monday march the 4th i'm gonna have to get my t-shirt order in so what i'm talking about in case you're listening new or and or haven't paid attention for the last year uh just kidding is uh i am asking people to sponsor me in the race by donating to the american cancer society the money doesn't go to me it all goes to the american cancer society and for everybody that donates you get a t-shirt with your name on it or a a person that you'd like to sponsor uh you know donate in memory of uh that kind of thing so um you go to one meal one workout.com and then click on sponsor me up in the top bar and read about it to get more details and um that would be great if you want to sponsor me that way and get a free t-shirt. But like I said, I, I, you've only really got till Monday. So I know this is short notice. Hopefully those of you that subscribe will get this downloaded on Friday. Maybe let's do it over the weekend and jump on there to cancer.org, make your donation just to General Can- American Cancer Society and then send me an email and say hey, I and I donated and I want to put in memory of Aunt Susie Q or sponsored by Freddie Joe Jim Bob or www.yourwebsite.com. If you want to put or that?
0: Just send them an email. And, you know, maybe you need to wait till payday. That's that okay. Let him know you're absolutely. going
1: to. I'll trust you. And uh, I, I, tr- I absolutely 100% will take vouchers. Just <laughs> type three letters. Just type three letters. That's all you got to do. I owe you. And um, I've had lots of people from the show, lots of family, lots of friends sponsor me. So I've still got about uh, eight spot, eight spots left, eight miles left to be sponsored. So I'd love for for those last few spots to be filled up with uh, one meal workout listeners. All right. My voice is very tired-sounding tonight. I don't know why. Does does it sound tired to you, Mark? Not particularly. Uh, Not really all that different. It
0: it doesn't sound
1: that different.
0: That was like Roz for Monsters, Inc. right there. (laughs) You forgot to fill out your paperwork. Can't read it, can you? (laughs) Uh,
1: All right, so... Oh, I, I, Mark, real quick, I have a task for you, if you could. Can you, can you, or, or Don, uh, let Don do it, Mark, since you're already like doing seven things. Don, can you go back real quick to the one meal workout, um, one meal work, one meal one workout dot com and find our standing desk slash tread pewter episodes, real quick? I know we have a tread pewter episode. I'm not sure if we have a separate standing desk episode or not, but, uh, you can find those numbers for me. What we're going to talk about today, uh, Stephen Campbell was on the show previously talking about his tread pewter. And I won't rehash all of that because um, we're going to get you the show number and you can go listen to the actual podcast if you want about the Tread Peter. He sent me an article this week and it really, really uh, grabbed my attention. And I want to circle back around on it and uh, read it real quick. I'm not going to read you the whole article. It's actually quite long. It's, uh, I say quite long. It's not like eight pages, but it's it's more than I would want to read to you. And here's the title. You ready for a shocker, those of you that are listening? Those of you in the chat room, the live stream, you ready for a shocker? Here it comes. Sitting is the smoking of our generation. I'm going to read this first paragraph. I find myself probably, probably like many of you spending way too much time in front of my computer. When I do face-to-face meetings, my colleagues and I typically met around some conference table, sometimes at an airport lounge and quite often at coffee shops. But that means that the most common denominator across all these locations wasn't the desk or the keyboard or even the coffee. The common denominator in the modern workday is our um, tush. (laughs) So apparently, right now, uh, an average American is sitting 9.3 hours a day and sleeping 7.7 hours a day. So you're actually sitting on your rear end more than you're sleeping. And uh, we also, Don, while you're digging, if you can find the episode about uh, sedentary versus active, Travis Saunders, you can find that number for me too. That'd that's be great. episode
2: number up. 31.
1: Okay. Episode 31, that's Travis Saunders or that's the Tread pewter?
2: That's Travis Saunders.
1: All right. Episode 31. Travis Saunders is a doctoral candidate. He's a member of an organization that talks about the effects of a sedentary lifestyle on a person. And the thing is, and, and I'm actually talking about this in my book that I'm writing, uh, I used to think that sedentary and active were two ends, polar opposite ends of a sliding scale. That if you sat around your rear all day, you were sedentary. If you ran you know, three times a week or went to the gym, then you were active. And the truth is, they are two separate scales. Sedentary behaviors and uh, active lifestyle are actually two different, two different uh, sliding scales. So the truth is, you can be very sedentary and very active. In fact, I probably right now, because I haven't been using my standing desk, fall in that category. I sit four, five, six hours a day a lot of times, and I run three or four times a week. And so the one does not necessarily totally offset the other. I thought it did. And so uh, as this article mentions, <clears throat> this this blew me away. I, I'm 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 shocked to even read it. I don't know if I even want to read it out loud because it's too horrible to be true. Not really. After one hour of sitting, the production of enzymes that burn fat declines by as much as 90%. I'm gonna read that again. After one hour of sitting, the production of enzymes that burn fat decline by as much as 90%. Extending sitting shows that slows the body's metabolism, affecting things like good cholesterol levels, and uh, it's, there's, it, it goes through and says that it's, it's tied to six percent of. Uh, Directly tied to 6% of the impact for heart disease, this inactivity is, 7% of type 2 diabetes, 10% of breast cancer or colon cancer. So, basically, what they're saying is, this is what Travis Saunders said in his article too, or his uh, research he found, that sitting is bad for you even if you exercise, even if you're fit. And so, I I just felt like this is something we need to, this article just really stirred this back up into me, that we need to come back around and talk about this again, because Maybe you're somebody that doesn't run four times a week, but you sit all day long, just getting up periodically and walking around uh, using a standing desk or even going crazy and doing a tread pewter can make a huge difference. Now, I had a standing desk, and then I got promoted <laughs> to an office that doesn't have a shelf where I had my monitor. So, I've been, over the last few weeks, I've been trying to think, okay, how am I going to get my standing desk back? Because I've, I've got the rack where I put my keyboard but I don't have a way to lift my monitor up. So I've got to build a place to put my monitor or get a t- another shelf or something cuz I need my standing desk back. Mark, I need my standing desk. Don, I need it. I need it.
0: I actually so was going to comment on that just the other day when I was in your office and I saw the little shelf underneath your, yeah. your desk.
1: I went to get it, I went to set it up and I and I was just, I was kind of like like the guy who's looking for a cigarette lighter in the old 50s movies. I'm like patting my pockets. You know, where's where's my shelf to put my monitor i can't find it <laughs> you know uh, and I, and then i realized well my the cubicle that i was in had a built-in shelf and this 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 office doesn't so i've got a couple of different ideas to be honest with you i'm probably going to wait until after the marathon um that's only a couple more weeks That'll give me an, give me some time to figure out exactly what i want to do and and i'm going to be running still quite a bit over the next couple of weeks so I'll, I'll be it'll be hard on my feet and i can probably stand a little bit of the rest of it so But sometime, Mark, around your birthday, I will have a standing desk back in my office. And since we're all hobbits here, you need to give me for your birthday. Yeah. (laughs) That's what hobbits do. Which is
0: August 27th. So he's, no, I'm kidding.
1: Um, Yeah, we'll be out of the, the marathon is on the March 17th. And then Mark and I'll both be on site for two weeks immediately following that. And we'll come back to the office after that. And when we do, by golly, I'm going to get, you know, I'm going to go right now. Everybody, Everybody, please hold. I'm going to my calendar. I'm, I'm bringing up my calendar. I'm a big guy, calendar guy. I'm going to that date that I'm referring to. I'm going to go to the weekend before it on the on the, the, the Saturday before it. I'm going to put build standing desk doofus. That's exactly what I put just to remind myself. And I'm going to put a little reminder on it. So yeah, this is how it works, guys. Use a calendar to remind you of things you need to know. Email ten minutes before. Bam, there it is. It will happen now it's on my calendar so i'm challenging you this is this, this article we're going to put the article link in the show notes go read it uh think about it and uh, and really look at your life there are so many jobs these days just require us to sit on a rear end uh and it's actually not that hard of a change you might say to me but aaron i can't stand up for eight hours mark say that to me
0: Aaron, i just can't stand up for eight hours
1: Yes, you can. I'm just kidding.
0: Uh, You freaking loser!
1: (laughs) Try one more time. Try one more time, Mark. Feed me the line. But,
0: but Aaron, I I just can't stand up for eight hours.
1: You don't have to, Mark. That's the beauty of a standing desk like this. You need to make sure that you configure in such a way that you can do either. Um, Sometimes it it just requires getting a stool. You might need a a tall stool so you can take a break. Another option would be um, plan on sitting for lunch. If you're like me, you've got meetings during the day. You're going to end up sitting in those meetings anyway. So that's what I did when I had my standing desk. I stood anytime I was at my desk and I sat in all my meetings, being about, well, I'd say in any given day, I would stand three to four hours. And it was no big deal. My feet, you know, it was broken up enough. It was no big deal. And if I had a couple of days where I didn't have a bunch of meetings, my feet started getting tired. You know what I did? I sat down. <laughs> I just took my feet. I just sat down for a few minutes and rested my feet. It was no big deal so uh i i really am am serious and sincere about this it the reason the article i think you know i think what the lady uh nilofer merchant merchant nilofer how would you pronounce that mark n-i-l-o-f-e-r
0: yeah nilofer merchant how about you don how would you
1: pronounce it exactly exactly that's what i thought nilofer merchant she uh I, when she says "sitting is is the smoking of our generation," I think what she really means, and she doesn't say it really, really specifically, is um, you know, in the '40s and '50s, people didn't think anything about it. They just people smoked, and nobody looked at the risks and the and the health dangers. And right now, I think we're in a society where people just sit, and they don't think about it. They 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 recognize that you know that 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 fat guy needs to get out there. Aaron needs to get out there and exercise a little bit. But they don't recognize that the, the slim guy, Fred, at work that sits for nine hours a day is at increased risk because of that. They just, people just don't know it. It's not out there uh, in the common, common um, gestalt brain of, of popular culture. I, I really was reaching for that one.
0: Um, Zeitgeist is the word you're looking for. Thank you. Um, like, for example…
1: Uh, this this is more of those stats that just blow me away. You might already know that the death rate associated with obesity in the U.S. is now 35 million. That's three five million. But do you know what the death rate associated with tobacco is? Three point five million. So ten times as many people are dying because of obesity re- obesity related illnesses as there are tobacco related illnesses. Uh, but people don't people don't think about that still. Um, a study in Australia found that for every additional hour of television, a person sat and watched each day, the risk of dying, the risk of dying, period. Actually, there's no period because the sentence continues. The risk of dying rose by 11%. Uh, in that article, a doctor is quoted as saying that excessive sitting, which he defines as nine hours a day, is a lethal activity. <laughs> sitting is a lethal activity. That's crazy. I mean, we just don't think about it that way. We've got to kind of shake up what we think of as normal. Uh, People just didn't used to sit all day long back in the day, as they say. Mark, were you going to say something? No. Okay, you you popped up just a little bit, like you were going to say something. So this the the last thing I'm going to make point I'm going to make about this article. This is going to be a short show tonight. My voice is tired. I don't know why, but it really is kind of actually kind of painful, Um, uncomfortable. I guess uh, painful is probably too strong a word, Uh, but it's, it's uncomfortable to talk tonight. I don't know why. Um. Probably from the thirty-minute sword fight I did with my son beforehand, <laughs> <laughs> we were yelling and jumping around. It's quite lots fun. of high guys. Yeah, nurse swords, uh, which still hurt. By the way, if you get hit in the right places with them, she she talks about <clears throat> the walking meeting. We we've, we've talked about that before. So she liked. She ends up liking it so much that uh, she and. and She's not your typical office worker, but... Uh, well,
0: yeah, when you're the boss, you can say, all right, this meeting takes place on the hiking trail.
1: Right, exactly. But uh, she schedules four such meetings a week, and now she's averaging 20 or 30 miles, uh, four such meetings a day, averaging 20, 30 miles a week. Um, so she just started asking, inviting people to walking meetings, and some people would decline, and some would accept, and... And what was really interesting, she said, is people who accepted uh, almost always said things like, this is the most creative time I've had in a long time, or this has been really fun, or I'm, "You know, they ended the meeting joyfully. And something that she said in the article, too, which I thought was very interesting, uh, that and, and it seems counterintuitive, but then when I thought about it, it was kind of interesting. When we sit at a table, Mark, Don, and we have a discussion, we're sitting across from each other. Right And there's benefits of looking eye to eye and eye contact and that kind of thing, but she says she found benefits of walking shoulder to shoulder with the person, and the problem was out in front of them together, you know metaphorically of course um unless they had a whiteboard out in front of them or something like that but you know that it was like the 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 shoulder to shoulder walking together almost made them feel like they were moving in the same direction and literally and uh had the same uh the same the same uh goal that that shared goal of the walk kind of tied into the the thought processes of what they're working on. i thought that's pretty interesting
2: see that's what we needed to invent it's the next step in the whole standing just desk tread pewter evolution and that is a whiteboard that straps to your waist and sits out in front of you at arm's length so that you can <laughs> like walk, the- walk and work at the same time it's going to Not- have to
0: be a translucent one otherwise you're going to be running into stuff
2: Yeah, well, we have to get to the The heads heads
0: up displays is what we know.
2: Yeah, the heads up display. There you go. What's the movie reference I'm looking for here, gentlemen? Tom Cruise. Minority Report. Minority Report. We have to get to the Minority Report first. But every movie,
0: every movie and every television show uh, in the future is a transparent screen or a translucent screen. I bet in reality, if we ever invent those, nobody will want them.
1: Avengers had it in it. Yeah, Georgia Mom in the chat room says it's called an iPad. (laughs) And you could, you know, I, I read about an app that they made for iPhone to help the uh, the habitual walker and textures where it uses the camera right. to project what's in front of you onto the screen, and then with an overlay of texting, so you can text and still see what's in front of you. You could do that with an iPad. You could have the the the, the rear facing camera still show you what's behind you, and you know, an, an opaque setting and put the text in front of you. I think it, it would work, maybe. Not. Uh, so anyway. Uh, Travis Saunders, uh, sedentary versus active podcast episode number thirty-one. Don, did you find the one about the um, about the uh, tread pewter?
2: Indeed, I did not. Oh, I, I believe it's one it, of I the know. Uh, hodgepodge potpourri nope. style. No. Steve no, Campbell. It's, it's,
1: it specifically says tread Peter.
0: I remember it. It's Fifty-four, maybe. You talk for a minute, Aaron. I'll, I'll find it, rookie.
2: All right, <laughs> <I, I>, Captain. <laughs> Fifty-four <laughs> was funny. the guys of the round table. Okay, Uh, look, you can go to the list of all the podcasts with the little bullet point descriptions and hit Control-F and then type Stand or Tread. it's
0: way easier than that. There's a search box right there over on the left side of the website. Number 58 is the Tread Pewter.
2: Aha, that's why it's missing from this list.
1: Yeah, it's not in that list. So, the Tread Pewter is there, and then also, I don't know about the one about the standing desk, but... Here, tell you what, I'll give you the one. I'll give you the answer on the sitting desk. I went to Home Depot and I bought a little shelf and I stuck it on my desk. <laughs> and I put my monitor up on the shelf and that was my standing desk. And then I found one of those, uh, those um, what's her name? The lady who does the cooking show. Standing desk was
0: mentioned in episode uh, uh, thirty-seven.
1: What? What was the actual title of that show?
0: Will weight watchers work? Okay. And you said uh, one year with my standing desk.
1: What's the what's the lady? What's the yeah? That was a, that was an article, article one year with the same yeah. yeah. What's the lady's name? Went to jail, Martha Stewart. Yes. So that's the secret. You go to Home Depot, you buy a little shelf. You put your keyboard and mouse on the little shelf. You put the monitor up on a shelf that's built into your cubicle, and then you go out to go run one night, and you find one of those kitchen floor mats made by Martha Stewart laid on the side of the road, and you pick that up. And you take it back to stand on it, so your feet um, don't suffer as much. <clears throat> but yeah, seriously though. If, you, if your feet do get a little sore on you go down to home Depot or Walmart or anywhere like that and buy a little standing a chef mat thank you Georgia mom again in the chat room uh, buy a chef mat or you know one of those kitchen mats to stand on or, or a garage mat uh, it's amazing how much they help and um, it makes a huge difference so
0: I'll Tell you what i'm I'm going to I'm going to accept this challenge all right because I I have difficulty standing up. I have bad knees, I have bad bad ankles, and I'm fat. So all three of those together, it's difficult for me to stand for more than 15 to 20 minutes at a time. Right. Um, I'm going to try to figure out a way where I can can stand at work and, and let's see if I can build up a tolerance for it or if it just beco- becomes, you know, just agony. Because you, you threw out the gauntlet there. Anybody can do it. Uh-huh. And, uh, and I'm sitting here thinking, I'm not sure I can. I, I After I lose 100 pounds more, yeah, I'm sure I'll be able to. But right now, I don't know that I can. So I'm going to try to...
1: My one caveat was, if your feet start hurting, sit down. Right. So I know you can stand until your feet start hurting. It may only be 15 minutes for you. It may not be an hour. Right. But you can do that. So the trick is, like you said, making your figuring out how to get your... De- unless, unless you want to go out and buy a desk with... With, that's one of those floating desks that you can move, move up and down. The trick is finding, like, Mark, for you is going to be finding a way to have a desk that you can sit and you can stand. So, for what I did, and you could do this too because you have a laptop, is I had my desktop configured where I was standing, or you know, my docking station, my extra monitoring keyboard was where I was standing. And then if I needed to sit, I would just spin around and sit down and open my laptop. I don't know if you want to try it or not. But anyway, if you need me to, I'll, I'll get you an extra monitor. I'll find a monitor around there. I'll scrounge another monitor for you, Mark, if I need to. You just tell me. Whatever I can do, I'll, I'll, I'll just go to a cube and steal one. Not really. I wouldn't do that.
0: What I do actually is I have a little timer on my phone that beeps every twenty minutes to remind me to stand up and walk around. That's nice. I don't always remember to set it. I need a timer to remind remind me to set the timer.
1: You need Polymon <laughs> you have to check your chair and see if.
0: <laughs> All right. So uh,
1: Mark's Mark's taking the challenge, and like I said, I'm I'm going to be helpfully. By the time I come back and report that I've run the marathon, I'll also be reporting that my standing desk is back in place. Uh, David B. in the chat room says Transparent Screen Original by Shasha Offalter uh, will let you use a camera to show what's on the ground as you walk and look at your phone. And Georgia Mom in the chat room is volunteering a bar stool to, this, to a total stranger on this podcast, which is awesome.
0: No. So,
1: uh, all right. Enough about the article. Go read it. We'll put it in the show notes, I promise um it's a a good article do
0: you not know who georgia mom is
1: i was trying to pretend that we didn't know okay make it feel like we had more listeners
0: because she's like eight feet above my head right
1: (sighs) yeah okay don mark y'all have anything else Uh, you know uh, a a 35 40 minute show nothing says you know this isn't a church service we don't have to go from 11 to 12 exactly (laughs) nothing says we have to you know nothing nothing says that we uh
0: i'd just be happy if my preacher stopped at 12
1: frankly i know you know, I, I, had a, I had a preacher in Texas, and and we he would he would preach as long, he, he would always preach at 1230, so we moved the service back, and he still preached at 1230, so we moved it back again. He still preached at 1230. <laughs> we're like, okay, that's it. We're moving the service to 1145. <laughs> you get a good five minutes in there now, Pastor. Not really. All right. Uh, Don, do you have anything you want to share today? Anything going on? How, how's Weight Watchers going?
2: It's going pretty Is, well. Uh, it's I've it going? lost almost 20 pounds wow So she's really enjoying it um i'm not really weighing myself because uh i forget so i was supposed to weigh myself yesterday and did not last time i looked i lost four pounds in like two weeks but are you sticking with the plan that was about six weeks ago Mm, well see the weight watchers points plus or whatever Mm -hmm. they don't want you to know how many points you have They want you to go to the meetings or sign up for the website. I found an app online, just Google Weight Watchers Points Plus um, to see how many points I get in a day. Uh, But then if you don't have the app, you can't look up how many points your food is. And you can't, I could track it on my own, but it's just a pain in the butt. So they used to give you a book and you could have everything in the book. And that was rather convenient, but um, it's just frustrating. So I'm just trying to eat better. And trying to not stuff my face with things that I know don't belong in there, like a bag of chips or whatever. And I'm moderately successful.
0: Uh, You know,
1: four pounds in two weeks is nothing to laugh at. Laugh at. Laugh at. That's two pounds a week. That's a good, healthy weight loss rate. Uh, I will say, uh, I believe it was Julie Mead when we had her on the show, she mentioned... Betterton peanut butter and PB2. Do y'all remember her talking about that? Two mm-hmm. peanut butter substitutes or uh, alternatives to peanut butter. I ordered both of those off of Amazon from elementop.com forward slash Amazon and got them both in the mail this week. The Betterton peanut butter, the reason I'm saying it like that is because that's how it's spelled. It's better, the letter N, peanut butter. Tastes great, really, really good. Uh, and it has about, I think but it's does got it taste better percent. than peanut butter. It tastes better than peanut butter. And it's, it's got, I don't remember if it's 80% less fat than regular peanut butter and then the pb2 and i I got the regular and the chocolate which has some cocoa powder in it also i was really shocked by that It, it is a super fine powder like talcum powder right And what they do is they take the peanuts and they press the oil and fat out of them basically uh and so for example two tablespoons of regular like peter pan peanut butter like we feed my son in an attempt to fatten him up is 190 calories two tablespoons 190 calories Two tablespoons, two tablespoons of PB2, forty-five calories. So this stuff's great if you're making those. Sh- you like to make shakes, like Don. I know you like that spinach shake that you had a while back. Yes. it calls for peanut butter. Get you yes. some PB2. It's 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 what is that? You know, a, a quarter of the calories, and it tastes great. Now I will say this is weird about it. When I got it, I wanted to taste it. You know, so I took my spoon and just got a little bit of it, put it in my mouth. As soon as you hit your mouth, it instantly turns back
0: to peanut butter. <laughs>
1: i don't know how they do it it was like oh this is so light and powdery and all
0: so can have you tried like rehydrating it and spreading it on a sandwich
1: i haven't tried that yet I, I, I sprinkled some of the chocolate on a on some on some popcorn the other night uh you know trying to make like a chocolate popcorn thing and, that wasn't good don't do that don't try that one just want to warn you off of that one guy step away from the chocolate powder on the popcorn it's not a good idea um but the the stuff tastes really good. So I am looking forward. I'm gonna I'm gonna try it in a shake this weekend. Uh and then I also I think I'm going to try to put it I'm gonna try I'm gonna try it like on a sandwich. I know that sounds crazy. Like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and just sprinkle it on there because it should rehydrate with just the juice from the jelly. I'm willing to try it, why not? And it, it's so many fewer calories and it's supposed to be good for you. So that's called PB2. And the other is better than peanut butter, and you can go to Elmadope.com forward slash Amazon to order that stuff. <clears throat> And uh, I think that's it for me, guys. I'm done. I'm I'm I gotta get something to drink. I'm not talking about alcoholic beverage, people. Come on now. I'm just <laughs> I'm talking about a glass of water is so what I'm talking about. Uh, but uh, w- hopefully next week we're gonna have uh, a friend of mutual friend of mine and Mark's on who just did his first marathon. As oh, a big awesome. guy, uh, it took him seven hours. His first blister popped eight miles in. So it ought to be a really interesting story. And I ought, to, I ought to leave that podcast shit up and ready to run. That's the way I look at it. So uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see where we can get him on there. Got a couple other guests lined up uh, trying to work out the times because when I'm, I'm working nights, which makes it difficult. So anyway, that's it. Don Mark, last chance. The silence is deafening. And chat room, uh, live stream people, thank you as always for joining us. Um, again, sponsor me one meal and workout.com if you have any questions comments show topics guests we ought to have on the show you can go to one mil or you can just email me at double aron at one meal and workout.com. and just remember guys before you start any kind of diet or exercise program consult your health care provider this episode is not brought to you by in
2: day.